Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to Humanix Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. I'm still Corey and terrified of the world's largest bat. Why? It's about the size of a ten-year-old. Uh, <coughs> so it's, human child. It's Bat Boy. Yeah, it's a. Uh, the Inquirer was right. About four foot tall. So why about are four you foot tall? Looking up bats right now. I wasn't. It. I just. There it is. You find some of the weirdest shit on the internet. I look at weird shit on the internet. I thought that's what the internet was for. The internet is for porn. I look at weird porn on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about what we did this week. Because I did a stupid yesterday. <laughs> Please, tell, elucidate. <laughs> I decided that it would be a good idea, and I had reasoning for this, to randomly play basketball. Last time I played basketball, I was like, seriously played, it was like 19. That was 15 years ago. Well, you know, when you get old, you feel like you have to show up these young pups, you know? I won. Well, there you go. Um, but I can hardly move my legs today. <laughs> the point of playing basketball there was an actual point to this I haven't been sleeping well so I thought I was going to physically exhaust myself so I could sleep all it did was because of all the gasping I ended up wheezing all night <laughs> <laughs> and my wheezing kept me up <laughs> oh my <laughs> so I'm a fat nerd <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't play basketball there you go. Yeah, I didn't. Welcome to the world of aches and pains. I told him I had to Google it to <laughs> see that it was, in fact, a sport. Ah. <laughs> Turns out it's supposed to be. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Which... Who'd have thunk it? So, to play onto this even more, I did this the day before Community Day, in which we walked around for, and then I decided to cut out of Community Day early to... Mow my lawn mm. <laughs> with a push mower. Oof. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> but in the world of media, a couple weeks ago we were talking about cartoons. Um, mm -hmm. And Frank brought up Gravity Falls. Uh, me and Corey had seen a few episodes of this. Excellent uh, show. So Tammy and I decided to watch the entire show from start to finish. The first season is consistently funny. There's a lot of good humor throughout the whole thing. And I will tell you that by the end of the series, everything is wrapped up with a nice, neat bow tie. Hmm. And it is a very sad, tear-jerking ending. Yeah, but it works for but the series. It works so well. It's only two seasons long. It's not a huge commitment. It's about 50 episodes. Half-hour episodes, easily digested. Symbolism plays a huge part in the series. 
if you pay attention to the credits, there are these little hidden messages in the credits. Um, the the entire show is streaming on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, and most of the people that do listen to this have Disney Plus, and two out and of the th- as well they should. It's an excellent streaming service. <laughs> two out of the three people sitting at in front of the mic have Disney Plus. And you know, I can get it for a year free with my Verizon, and yeah. I still haven't done it yet. I don't understand. Yeah, it... I just got to find the time to actually watch it. So you're into the animation for like background noise and everything Mm -hmm. this show like i paid attention and you get extra stuff for paying attention to Mm -hmm. it but you can easily just listen to it and pick up on most of what's going on Mm -hmm. because it is a very light-hearted show but the more you pay attention the deeper into it you can get and it's a show that i'd like to see disney revisit if i'm being perfectly honest Mm -hmm. they did such a great world building on it Hmm. That's the thing now with all these shows being revisited. You know, you've got your new uh, Looney Tunes. You're going to have your new Animaniacs. Right. So another thing I did, I started... um, Anybody who's on our Discord knows that when I see really good games on sale or good indie games, because I'm a huge indie game guy, I I post links to get these games at a good deal online. I downloaded a few Nintendo sales ago, a game called Gravekeeper, and this game has a level of darkness that I was not initially expecting. How dark it. is it? So is it dark, 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 dark? <laughs> <laughs> You're a gravekeeper, and there's there's a whole complicated story to it, and I could get into it, but I just want to pick out just the gravekeeping part of this a talking donkey brings you a corpse on a cart and then dumps the corpse you take the corpse into your room preparation room and you put it on an autopsy table at the point i'm at in this game my horse is currently boycotting me because i don't pay it in enough carrots it refuses to bring me more bodies till i pay it better carrots (laughs) So, once the body's on the autopsy table, you can... What's the word I'm looking for to use it properly? Remove? No. Perform an autopsy. Sure. Okay. You harvest... You start off the game with being able to harvest the meat. That you can then sell to the local inn. Because meat's hard to come by. <laughs> so we have one crime against humanity. <laughs> then, as you learn Feeding how to, another. then you uh, learn how to harvest more parts from the people: um, skulls, bones, intestines, hearts, brains, blood. And then, when you're done, you can put the body in the ground. But no, I've learned that you can use the skulls to perform rituals to turn the bodies into zombies. All right. And then the zombies can perform menial tasks for me, like gardening. (laughs) Getting more carrots for the horse. Correct. There you go. (laughs) So when we, uh, we commonly talk about how dark things can get, the entire time I'm playing this game, I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's not a good game as far as the political or normal society views something that should be mm-hmm. good, but it plays so well. <laughs> it's going to have a lot of suburban moms up in arms. I, I, first off, I'm surprised this game's on Nintendo. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Your best friend in this game is an enchanted talking skull. I don't see anything different than real life from that. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a dark game. Like, if you read between the lines on a lot of these things, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Oh, and you're an inoppotent being that can't die. Uh-huh. You are mortal. And I just recently got to a point... The reason I learned about the zombies is because I have one chained up in my basement, apparently. <laughs> he likes it when you hit him with a sword, because then he can feel something. Uh, yeah. Don't we all? Like, yeah, a lot like real life. Yeah. That's all I've got for this week. Do either of you guys have something exciting? I can't top that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, where do you go after harvesting human organs for the local restaurants? <laughs> the best part of the whole thing is when you work with a bunch of other people that play video games and you leave work and say, Later, guys, I'm going to go home to harvest some organs. <laughs> And nobody blinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just Peter. He's, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really haven't been doing much of anything. The The uh, episode set in the kitchen is now Full Metal Alchemist. I'm watching that over again. And I'll probably do Brotherhood after that because I still haven't seen that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to appear to be the same for the most part, mm-hmm. but Brotherhood goes much further in depth. It adds to the story, and some of the things are uh, it's it is more towards the anime. Yeah. It does things more different. There's things that don't happen in the same order, mm-hmm. but it's a much better. Wait, so Brotherhood is basically a retelling of the original FMA? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it yeah. was a sequel. Nope. Well, well, Full FMA, Full Metal Alchemist, they did like what happened with Game of Thrones. They got ahead of the anime, ahead of the manga. Manga. So, you know, they kind of went off on their own, from what I understand, and this pretty much follows it more precisely, I guess. Yes. I've got a lot of them. I should actually sit down and read them again. I never finished the whole thing that I've gotten. In news! Oh, uh, Funko released their list of New York Comic Con exclusive pops. Yes, and geekgasms were had by all. Yes. Everything. I'm really from... not into pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think the winner is the Flocked Ein with yeah. T-shirt. But I'm really stoked for Red Goblin, because it's Green Goblin wearing the Carnage symbiote. I like Nightwing. Nightwing looks cool, too. Um, Andre the Giant from Princess Bride. Um, Snake Plissken. Venomized Magneto. McDonald's characters. Yeah, the Nightwing looks really cool. Uh, the child for the Mandalorian fans, child wearing the Mandalorian pendant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zombie 
Magneto and Zombie Deadpool. Or not Deadpool. No, that's a Venom. Daredevil. Venomized Magneto. Oh, okay. And Zombie Daredevil. With a candy cane. Yes. Uh, Merry a Christmas, candy cane. everyone and all. Uh, flocked <laughs> Growlithe. Yeah, there's another flocked Pokemon. Flocked Angry Pikachu. Uh, flocked. Oh, is it? Okay, it's flocked. That's why I saw it there and I thought, well, that's already out. I didn't realize it was flocked. Flocked Growlithe is going to box launch. <laughs> flocked Pikachu is going to target. And there's going to be a new uh, Stitch going to FYE. And Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice and Ein are both going to GameStop. GameStop so, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, I've, from what I read in the articles, the Trixie and Dixie mice there from... Yeah. Uh, yep. The animated show I can't think of right now. Is it? They weren't Tom and Jerry, were they? No. I think Pixie and Dixie were. Uh, oh, Pixie and Dixie. What did I say? Trixie and Dixie. I don't know, but they were Warner Brothers. Hanna Barbera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beast Man from He Man. Ten inch. Isn't there someone riding a character? Yeah. The. Uh, Riding their cat or something, a Thundercats one, something exclusive. Not that I've seen. I know that they did. They announced a new round of other exclusives, but I don't remember what that convention was for. Hmm. Oh, John Anderson, also known as the comic book guy. Yeah, comic worst book guy. pop. Ever. Comic Book Guy, Nightwing, and Green Goblin, or, well, Red Goblin, are all going to be Hot Topic exclusives. Mm -hmm. So we all have a reason to go to Hot Topic. Find a mall open near you. <laughs> that still has stores in it. Ha! <laughs> hey, it's getting close to Halloween. There's got to be one of those. Oh, uh, yeah, the spirit shops. Yeah. Uh, Danny Phantom, which I thought was pretty cool, is going to Target. I don't understand... The Marvel Graffiti? Yeah, the Marvel Graffiti one. I I don't get it, but apparently there there's going to be five different versions of it. Oh. Hmm. So. Oh, and also uh, Merman and Aqualad, yeah. Squid Boy. Yep. So, apparently this Will or uh, Harry Potter guy and Harry Potter girl with house... That's been a pretty big deal. I've seen multiple references of that on Reddit. Apparently people are making a pretty big stink about it. And this, the number seven covered in blood from Stranger Things. Umbrella, oh, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah. That one is a show exclusive and sold out in minutes. Wow. 5,000 of them. Gone. Hmm. Can't touch it for less than $100 on eBay right now. Insane. <clears throat> Uh, the Emmys, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, Mandalorian and Watchmen grab the bunch, but we've also got Dark Crystal, Rick and Morty, Stranger Things, Star Trek Picard, and Creating Cosmos also got some awards. I mean, we could dig into what all these awards were, but really the news that Pedro Pascal, who won the Emmys for Mandalorian for Best Lead Actor is no longer attached to the Mandalorian now. Yep. Did they finish filming season well, two? Do you want the spoilers? No. Okay. 
<laughs> then no. See, we had that news from someone who said, "I can't quote my sources, but there's trouble with Disney and the Mandalorian," and so I assume that's now we know what the trouble was. Yeah. So <clears throat> we now know that this is official. Announcements have been made. Pedro Pascal is no longer going to be the Mandalorian. Is what it so is. Disney is changing the title to the Woman Lord. Yeah, Woman Delorean. Woman Delorean. <laughs> she's Wait. going to be a car. She's going to be a car. Yes, Woman Delorean. <laughs> um, well, we knew that. We know some things now that we didn't know before. We don't know what the plot is. Disney is doing a really good job of keeping that under wraps, but we know Boba Fett is going to be in the Mandalorian season two. Right. We know Sabine is going to be in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka is going to be in there. And the child's return has been confirmed. So they can move forward with any of those three characters and circle the circle Baby Yoda into it. But I highly doubt it's going to be Ahsoka. Because, <clears throat> first off, it wouldn't be called the Mandalorian if Ahsoka was the main character of it anymore. But from what I understand, the actress who's playing Ahsoka, one of my favorites, yes, is not attached to the series as a main star, only attached as a guest star. So, given they could have done some tweaking here and there, I highly doubt that that's what's going to happen. Mm. I think if I was to bet, I would say that probably Boba Fett will take over as the lead of the show if anything so that's what fans wanted anyway and also you know we we discussed this earlier it's a guy in a suit who's not supposed to take the suit off right so it could be anyone in there it doesn't have to be the actor you know they, they don't have anymore you know it can just be you know someone else it could be a stuntman who might have been in the suit for more than we know yeah this is gonna spoil part of season one so oh, no yeah in season one, there's multiple references to the child needs to go to the rest of the younglings and start his Mandalorian training. Because as a Mandalorian, if you rescue a child, that child becomes a Mandalorian. So right. the show's whole theming could shift to the child learning to be a Mandalorian at this point. With big pointy ears coming out the side of the helmet. It's a distinct possibility. I mean, right. it's not something that should be discounted. A force-sensitive Mandalorian. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. In the comics, Sonic and Flash are now both part of the Speed Force. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, Hedgehog. Wow. Sonic the Hedgehog is part of the Speed Force. That's, um... That's ridiculous. Funny. He is part of the Legion of Zoom. Oh, other Flash news? It's been 30 years since the original Flash TV show. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. John Wesley Shipp celebrates 30th anniversary of original Flash TV show debut. Who plays... Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick, yeah. Also, uh, his father... That's so great they can they do that though. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's just such clever casting and I'm glad, you know, he wasn't like, you know, 
well, I want more money to do that and whatever, or didn't want to do it or anything like that, you know. Well, since nobody's heard his name in 30 years, yeah. they probably could have offered him five bucks and a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, HBO has announced a whole bunch of new shows, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, Teen Titans all heading to HBO Max, and DC Universe is going to bye-bye land. Yep. DC Universe Infinite. Comics, but not TV shows. And they already had an app for their comics. I had it years ago now. I got DCU because I wanted to watch the shows, and now they're just... Now you need HBO. Yeah, which means I'm going to cancel my subscription to that app. No, don't do that yet. Existing HBO Universe subscribers will be able to... You're given the option to add HBO to their subscription for four ninety nine a month. So basically pay for HBO as well. Well, no, because HBO right now... HBO will be... I don't know how much HBO is, but... Uh, Universe is seven ninety nine a month, so it's eight bucks. So yeah. if you add HBO to that, you're only looking at thirteen dollars a month, right. which I think that's right around the ballpark of what you're paying for HBO on its own. So why give up the comic service? Yeah, but that that app was free to begin with. The yeah. app that was just the comics mm. was oh. free. Gotcha. I understand you now. Well, give up the comics then. <laughs> Fuck you. Do what you do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so on the Marvel side of the news, potentially getting Kang the Conqueror. I mean, I guess we'll see how that goes. Kang was the dragon, wasn't he? No, it was Fing Fang Foom. No, yeah. Kang Kang was a time traveler. The purple yeah. guy. Um Yeah, they're they're Rumors are he's debuting in Ant-Man 3. Um, His city was one of the ones you saw in the Quantum Realm in a brief little flash. Now you see it, now you don't. There was a domed city in the one shot in the the background. So they're they're thinking that might be his city because Chronopolis was in Limbo, where he, that's in the comics. Um... I guess Jonathan Majors is the actor. Yep, Jonathan Majors has been cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. Now, who's Jonathan Majors? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some guy. I can't think of the show that he was in that they're saying that was you know, really, really good. Um, but the thing is, Kang the Conqueror is a descendant of Reed Richards. Yeah, he's Nathaniel Richards, and apparently he uses technology invented by Doctor Doom, so I mean, that confirms that Doctor Doom is coming in. Who also is a Richards, I believe. At one point he was Franklin. No, no. Wasn't Franklin Doctor Doom for a bit? Not that I know of, unless that was after... Future Franklin? Oh, maybe future, Future Franklin, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah, because they tied all these things together at one point. Um, Jonathan Majors. Atticus Freeman and Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. That's Ah, the show. Um, Yeah, it will be interesting to see what exactly they do. Because he's just... 
I mean, Kang was basically an adventures foe. And very powerful, and I just can't see him being an Ant-Man villain in that respect unless they really nerf his powers and do stuff. I mean, he's a time traveler, so that right, right away makes him powerful and well i mean you know, how they treat time travel is going to be different i'm sure that could i mean they could kill off ant-man at this point I, i'm not saying they should but they could very well just kill yeah. off ant-man everybody who's dead could come back via time travel yeah but yeah that's an interesting choice not one i think people were expecting for an ant-man movie we'll have to see how they how they handle it he is uh, Nathaniel Richards. <clears throat> so, other news. Netflix confirms Star Trek Discovery Season 3 is launching internationally on Netflix and everywhere except for America and Canada. Because we have CBS All Access, and they don't have that over there, so the rights went to Netflix. C hmm. Is CBS All Access really doing that well? I mean, the only reason to get it is so that way you can watch Star Trek. Well, there are other series on there that, you know, the binge series, the repeats of things. I mean, I, well, I don't know, there's, watch, a, lot, there's uh, a lot of new programming. Well, you can watch their new stuff on the regular CBS app. You just can't watch it when it comes out. You have to wait. Yeah. Wait, so you can download the CBS app for free? Yeah, but not CBS All Access. It's different. Oh, all I care about is the Star Trek stuff. I don't know if they'll have it on there. Yeah. Uh, did you see... Uh, just needs to get absorbed in Hulu. There's rumored to be a uh, sequel to Smallville with the original cast. I did not see that. Except for Alice and Mac, because, you know, she uh, traffics young women through her Nexium. I had not heard that. Yeah. There's... Sequel to Smallville, rumored to be in the works mm -hmm. with the original cast. It makes sense. I mean, they wrapped, they pulled it into the Arrowverse mm. with Infinite Earths. So we talked about that last week. But so. they also have Lois and Clark. It's part of the multiverse. Technically, Supergirl takes place on a different Earth than Green Arrow. Yeah, but I don't need two Superman shows. Someone does. In Smallville, it's not even Lois. Well, I guess Lois did come in in the later seasons, but it was Lana for her. The majority of the yeah. beginning, yeah. Yeah, because he was never Lana supposed Lang. to... When they first started that show, he was never supposed to wear spandex. He was never supposed to be Superman. Right. And then they made him Superman by the end. The very last scene of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> there's some bizarre Star Trek 4 movie rumors that they're courting Will Smith for a role what role would Will Smith I mean yes they could just create a new character yeah. but... the Fresh Prince of Deep Space Nine hey listen <laughs> there have been worse if you're going to create a crime create a war crime like Cisco. <laughs> that's right Crimes against humanity are the only crimes worth keeping track of. But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, every time you turn around, there's a new rumor for Star Trek 4, 
you know, besides the three possible movies that, you know, they have going on at this point, you know, although the one with the plague is probably definitely not going to be produced. <laughs> Because we don't want a plague that takes out half the galaxy right now. It's going to be a real draw. Yeah. Topical humor. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> art imitating life, imitating art. Yeah. Making you cry. The last piece of news I have is <coughs> Nintendo made a few announcements, as well as a bunch of new game announcements. But really, the important thing is the Nintendo 3DS and 2DS are officially now legacy consoles. They have ended support for both systems and confirmed that the <laughs> Switch will go on, but there will be a new system before 2030. Hmm. Before 2030? Before 2030. Oh. I'll probably be dead of a coronary by then. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's all I have. So, balls in your court, Frank. What's in the box? Oh, come on. What's in the box? We got our final Civil War mystery bobblehead boxes. Who we have checked off the list by now? We I, have... I think we still have Falcon, uh... the Agent, Vision... And Ant-Man left. That sounds about right. Sharon Carter, right? Yeah. Agent 18. Caps Squeeze. Who is in my box, I, I believe. think I got the best of the four options. You got Vision? I got Vision. Oh. Nice. You oh, he's have cool looking. You bought him. <laughs> huh. Got a cap. We got another cap. Thought I could have sworn that we had already drawn a cap. Well, I got Iron Man last time, right? Yeah. Nobody's got... Uh... I think I got uh, Crossbones and did I get Panther? I got Nobody's I got Panther. Widow. I got no, Widow. Widow oh, and Hawkeye did? were last week between these two. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got Panther and Widow, yeah, and Tammy got, got Hawkeye and War Machine. I had Iron Man and Winter Soldier. Right. And Frank had Crossbones. And I thought Panther. Did you get Falcon last week? I don't remember. That is so weird. Well, not that I can't remember. If that's Ant-Man, you got Falcon last week. Okay. This is definitely Ant-Man. Or maybe not. Because Corey, Corey definitely got Iron Man because there was an extreme level of jealousy emanating from me. <laughs> <clears throat> nope, it's Ant-Man. Oh, cool. So yeah, you must have definitely gotten Falcon last week. Okay. They were very detailed. I am impressed. Brought to you by Funko. That vision's pretty freaking cool. Dude, get them lined up for their picture. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's got the bigger box. That's right. What's in the bigger box? 
things to drive the Lewistown Post Office insane. Oh, by the way, here you go. Ah, the child. The child. In my travels, I found a pretty decent uh, local comic shop in Lewisburg. Not a real big shop. Um, it's Comics Metropolis LLC. You know, they got, you know, the standard comics, but they did have a lot of pops. I think they had displays because they must have got them for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Did you clean them out, Frank? No, I did not, but I'll bring a sample. I have a sample of what I've gotten in the mail and whatever here. First one, because I just couldn't resist, Captain Crunch. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Is he Captain available Crunch. in multiple colors, or...? Um, there's a variant where his sword is in front of him. He's holding the sword in front. Okay. Yes, my... my... As if to suggest his cereal will shred the roof of your mouth. <laughs> oh, but such a wonderful way of doing it, though. Um, the pops I bought this week at that comic shop were mostly uh, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I have a small sampling here with some of the other stuff that I got. Um, we have the most adorable looking stormtrooper. Oh, that is <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> He's one of the early ones, isn't he? I don't think so. Because He's I, number five. Number five of the Star Wars series. Of the Star series, Wars series, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really early. Yeah. But it's like, <clears throat> oh, he was so cute looking there. And the DC that I got in the mail, Black Canary, in her fishnets. Hubba hubba. Down, boy. Hey, they got protectors on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you may be able to clean up the box, but you can't clean up the carpet. <laughs> um, Zaytana in her fishnets. <laughs> Frank's going on a fishnet oh, She's pop. exclusive. Oh, yeah, where is she from? Limited edition 2020 spring convention. Did well, that even happen? Yeah, it did. It's wow. it's more it the long. fact that ah. they're in their, like, original Justice League costumes that, you know, yeah. why I'm getting them as opposed to, like, the animated series and whatnot. The original Justice League had a lot of fishnets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They must have liked them back then. It was the 80s. It was a simpler time. That's right. The steampunk Batman. I got him. <laughs> He's awesome. That's pretty cool. Hot Topic <clears throat> exclusive. We have Gollum, Lord of the Rings. That's the first time I've seen him with color. Because I had the, the faded one? I've got the crystal one. Oh, I showed okay. it to you before. Uh -huh. It's a Barnes & Noble exclusive. Okay, <clears throat> we'll go a little faster here. we got Darth Vader. Wow, Star Wars number one. Nice. They must have re-released them then, because that's yes. Okay, so I was gonna say that's what these I just got, so it couldn't have been like they were old. Speaking of the Falcon, Falcon from Civil War. They have re-released Darth Vader, but this Darth Vader number one mm -hmm. has the the <clears throat> pop eyes, and they never did the pop eyes ever again. Yeah. So this is, if I can find it. There should be, yep, 2012. Oh, wow. Yep. That's cool, then. I he, not, was not aware of that. <clears throat> well, they've made so many of them, he never really went up in value. Hmm. 
You probably picked them up for what around twenty bucks. No, at the shop they were eleven ninety nine. Ah, uh, you can't beat that. No. And from Futurama we have Zap Brannigan. <laughs> Twenty three no's and a yes means yes. I I'm really bummed they don't have a Kiff Croaker though. The mind says yes, but the body is soft and squishy. Sponge like. Okay. <laughs> Locutus of Borg. Oh, that's awesome. And another favorite of mine, because he's playing a drum, the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> flocked. And he is flocked, yes. Oh, that's cool. And he is still going, according to the back of the box. Huh. And we have, from Men in Black, we have Agent K and Nebel. I was hoping they just oh, had the yeah. worm guys, but apparently they didn't. But, yeah, cool. the worm with a couple... With a coffee pot there, which is kind of hmm. cool. So does K come with uh, Frank? Frank the Pug, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't get that yet. I mean, it, it didn't show up yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to buy a second Agent J because I realized after I had placed the order, I got the one without Frank the Pug. Oh. So <laughs> you got to have Frank the Pug. Yes, that was the whole reason for ordering it, You're basically. Frank, not the Pug. Uh, Lord of the Rings, we have Legolas. No, they're there at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you now you need Gimli. You can push those four back. I made your room. Oh, thank you. Funny you should mention Gimli. I think Lego last. Because he's right here. <laughs> Lego last wasn't Lego she Lass. one of the Legion of Superhero yeah, yeah, members? Yeah, she was yeah. one of the Legion. Yeah, Lego last. And also from Lord of the Rings, Saruman. Hmm. You know he's evil because he's got the goatee. That's right, yes. Mm. Now this one, the last one I'm pulling out here, I, I actually want to open this and play with this one. Really? Yes. Darth Vader with Ooh. lights and sound. Ooh, huh, fancy box too. that one. Look at it. It's all black with foil. Tap bobblehead to activate lights and sounds. Yes, so we probably will be taking this out of here and playing with it. He's a Disney days. one, so... Yeah, he's probably from this year. Yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty high number for Star Trek, or for Star Wars, so... Uh, oh, batteries are included, yay. Uh, Funko LLC 2019. Yeah, so he's just from last year. So... That was a sampling of what I got in the mail and bought. <laughs> That's still cool, though. Yeah. I probably made their uh, <clears throat> their bank for the day at the comic shop, so... <laughs> Clean them out, did you? Well, not really. I probably could have bought a few more. <laughs> did you get the Locutus of Borg from the comic shop? Uh, no, I did eBay that one. Okay. Yeah. They had a couple other things I could have been interested in, but I didn't get them, so... You can always go back. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting sounds and iconic dialogue from the Star Wars saga. Let's hope it's Darth Vader's dialogue, not like Jar Jar Binks, you know? <laughs> Me and yeah. Me Jar Jar Binks. It says from the saga, not okay. from the trilogy. Misa, Darth Vader! <laughs> Um, now, we're going to also have one more What's in the Other Other Box. What's in huh? the Other Other Box? I smuggled this into the house so no one could see it, I don't think. 
Um, I didn't know you had anything else. I saw this walking through the store. So we're going to sample this. If I saw something walking through the store. You'd be very, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, it's the Star Wars Mandalorian cereal. Ooh. With, with the giant, child on yeah. the back. Yeah. And the front. Oh, the, this is the, yeah, done the front, yeah. Well, it says the child. Well, it says that. number 11, too, so I bet there's, like, different posters you can get on the back. <laughs> See, I've got a box of that upstairs on the fr fridge that uh -huh. I got from Giant, uh -huh. and it says number 11. And I dug through oh, okay. all the boxes that were at the Giant, uh -huh. and they were all number 11. I wonder if it's, like, a regional thing, like, where in the region that gets 11, and somewhere else is going to get 1 and 2. And I have no idea. I thought maybe that other General Mills ones were going to get different things, mm -hmm. but then I saw... Well, I don't know if... It's hard for me to keep track of the different cereal companies, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh -huh. But I saw that Honey Nut Cheerios right now comes with many vinyl figures. Ooh. Like a big-headed uh, Buzz the Bee. Um, like cereal characters. <clears throat> so, that's, that's a cool. thing now. It's is it fruity just... flavored sweetened cereal with marshmallows and other natural flavors. Oh, I was gonna say it looks like pops, but it, I it guess does it's... look like sugar pops. Yeah, but if it's fruity, I guess it would be yellow kicks with marshmallows. Apparently, I well, I guess that might well that doesn't really look like a marshmallow either. These marshmallows. Oh, that's, that's... kicks. Oh, okay. Oh, the marshmallows look like him because they look like they've yeah. got ears on them. Yeah. Just to open the box and tear the bag open, and I'll eat a handful of cereal on the air. Oh, come oh, on. We we're all going to be doing that. <laughs> Instead of guessing what it tastes like. Oh, that's cute. Is Kicks General Mills? I believe so. Yeah, I'm going with Kicks. <laughs> my my co-host in the chair all of a sudden perked up here. <laughs> Just a head materialized out of the armrest. Oh. Okay. Corey? Not that we have dinner right before recording uh. every week, but... <laughs> oh my god. It tastes like Fruit Loops. A whole lot. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, it's raining snacks. Mmm. Yeah, this is going to be the dog's favorite podcast, I think. Mmm. Tricks. Tricks, mm. yeah. They're tricks. They're yeah. tricks with marshmallows. Yep. It tastes like blaster fire with an overtone of shooting your career in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yes. And on that note... <laughs> Going to break. We'll be right back, people. Enjoy the commercials. I mean, you don't have an option. Listen to them anyway. <laughs> Bye! You know what kind of chase I like best? Manhattan? Car chases. <laughs> well, there you go. What a segue. Good thing we're recording. Welcome back to you Mad Hex Podcast. I'm in pain from my ass to my ankles. I'm laughing at his pain. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, excellent intro there, Corey. So what are we talking about this week? You know, uh, we've said uh, before, there are all kinds of Excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Frank's about to go to sleep. Well, I'd be comfortable, but now my my uh, 
Your lap dog? Lap dog, yeah, decided that he was going to go back where he's normally been going and sitting between me in the back of the chair. <laughs> lumbar so. pillow. Now he's a lumbar <laughs> dog. Lumbar <Yeah>. pillow. <laughs> he's not a lap dog, he's a lumbar dog. Do go on. But uh, there's all kinds of geeks, and uh, one of the kinds of geeks I am is a car geek. So today we're going to talk about cars. Frank should remember this. Uh, back in the 15th century, Leonardo da Vinci started. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> For the viewers at home, home yeah. Frank just flipped off Corey very slowly. <laughs> well, it's the only speedy moves. <laughs> I'm just gonna load up the camera just in case. <laughs> gonna hit you with my walker. I've got the distance. Your arms only go out this far. My walker doubles that. That's right. <clears throat> get off my freaking lawn. <laughs> Unless you want to mow it, then you can get on the lawn as much as you want. Oh, well, yeah. But uh, 15th century, Leonardo da Vinci starts uh, drawing designs for <clears throat> transportation devices. Leonardo da Vinci, that was the guy in the second Assassin's Creed video game, right? I never played. Okay. <laughs> but he is the guy from the Dan Brown book. Okay. Okay. So he starts making designs for transportation devices. Uh, there's a rudimentary helicopter, and among these things... The are... orthopopter. Yeah, to also the automobile. And uh, what was it here? I have it written down. You want my bifocals? <laughs> uh, 1885 and 86, Carl Benz of the uh, Mercedes-Benz fame uh, started creating what we would know as an automobile and then in... 1879, the first gas-powered two-stroke engine was fired to life on New Year's Eve. So, uh, the invention of the car. We move forward through Henry Ford and the uh, automation of the assembly line, the Model A's, the Model T's, which really put cars in, you know, every household in America. The Model T was the longest-lasting automobile line until the f-series wow. <clears throat> because i didn't they, know that they used it for a rat rod frame well this is where i was going with this uh, you know you hit the 50s and people start getting these old cars that were made in the 30s putting uh v8 engines out of these 50s lead sleds the big family cars putting them in chopped model t buckets and we have the advent of, you know, the hot rod. And this is where the real art of the car really starts forming. Uh, you get into the, f the 50s and 60s with a more unique styling of the cars. You have fins and large taillights of he the Cadillacs. Heavily inspired by the space missions. As we <clears> hit the, the space ships. age, yeah. Into... Uh, so it propelled into American culture. Uh, there were drive-ins, uh, drive-throughs. Uh, drive-bys. Drive-bys. Came a little bit later. Oh, okay. Well, no, I 
Can't say that either because in Roaring the 30s, 20s. yeah, 30s, 20s, 20s and 30s, yeah. yeah, Chicago, New York, gangsters loved that. <laughs> yep, Still I contributed, do. yay! The Hudson Hornet, the Hudson Hornet, fast getaway vehicle, and uh, taught what's his name, Speed Lightning McQueen, Lightning McQueen, yeah, Kachow. <clears throat> But uh, even there, we see uh, the car's influence even on popular culture, movies, TV, cartoons, uh, cars of... Alcohol. Uh, alcohol, yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol, <laughs> alcohol and cars really don't mix mm -hmm. too much. You can put it in the car, just don't put it in you yeah. and then put you in the car. Alcohol would no longer exist if it wasn't for cars because of prohibition. Right. Uh, moonshiners. Well, that's how uh, NASCAR actually got its start. Mm -hmm. Stock car racing came from moonshiners outrunning the police. But, uh, you, you know, we look at movies featuring cars. Uh, American Graffiti was a take on the 50s, and you see the diners and, uh, you know, cruising the main street, which even uh, when I was in high school, you know, back in early 90s, here in Lewistown, cruising the main drag was what all the kids did on a Friday night. We got out of school, we went, got something to eat, we came in town and drove up and down Market Street, back down 4th, or if you really wanted to go fast, you'd go on uh, Water Street, so you can go faster than the people that went up to 4th Street, so you could see different people as you cruise down Market Street again. You guys had really boring childhoods, didn't you? Uh, it was funner than it sounds. Funner? Yeah, more fun. Okay. <clears throat> Were you uh, driving your dad's car? Which, for the listeners at home... All right, my dad has had since I was just a tiny kid a 1970 AMX <clears throat> with a 360 cubic inch V8... Automatic transmission ran the quarter mile in 12 point whatever seconds, I forget. But fast car. But how fast did it do the Kessel run? Uh, it, it would have uh, not, okay. since it wasn't uh, vacuum proof, I guess. Ah. Well, it's a spaceship, so from zero to one. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, because of that car, I've been swinging a wrench since I could hold a wrench. He actually means a wrench. It's not a euphemism for something else. Well... That I've done, too. It's also a euphemism yeah. for something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, I do mean a wrench. Um, yeah, we hit the... From these hot rods in the 50s, we start moving into the 60s, and we start getting muscle cars along with, you know, the huge family cars, they were putting these same engines into smaller two-door, two-seat cars like the AMX. Mustangs. So Mustangs, Camaros, uh, GTOs. Uh, of course, the Corvette started in the 50s with a, <clears throat> but it was a, a, a small car. It was a sports car then. It wasn't a muscle car. Right. The Not until you get into the 60s with the... Uh, the Stingrays. And then it became a muscle car again with the birth of the Camaro. 
they started getting away from that muscle car aspect of it again. Right. Um, you, so you get Camaros and Firebirds. Um, Thunder Chickens. Yeah, the Thunderbird. The Thunderbird got big in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Thunderbird was more of a roadster <clears throat> in the early 50s. It was Ford's solution to the, to the Corvette. And outsold the Corvette. Right. But then it, it got bloated. The big birds, nobody really cares for the big birds. They all want the little birds. Well, they gave it four doors. Right. And it was huge. But when it came back out, uh, when was that? 94? Came back out with the retro-styling Thunderbird. They they did it again in the mid-2000s, and they gave it the uh, portable window. Yeah. And I think those are beautiful cars. Mm -hmm. I see one rotting every once in a while back. Uh, I think we were talking earlier, Lockport Road. But that's, again, that's the root of this conversation. Like, cars that are beautiful, cars that were rolling pieces of art. That's not what we see anymore. Like, you have a Dodge Nitro. I've got right. a Ford Focus. Yeah. They're not... But there are still... Uh cars that do have kind of styling like that i really i like the dodge uh challenger the charger is still a pretty masculine looking car but i think the most masculine looking car ever was the dodge viper that was a penis yeah with wheels yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you still get some cars like that and the corvette has now moved to a mid-engine car it is, it's no longer a muscle car. It is now an exotic. It's a supercar. It's a mid-engine. It's also a rolling fireball. Yeah. They, they, they need have, to get the firewall thing under control. Right. Something about putting the engine directly behind the driver's head. <laughs> 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 I mean, they've been testing the mid-engine Corvette since 2017. You would have thought that they would have had the fire control under yeah, like under but they were just like, yeah, you know what? If you can afford a Corvette anymore, you can. You can afford third degree burns. Yeah, yeah. It'd be <laughs> fine. Just put it out. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, you know, the price isn't even like what top of the line front engine rear wheel drive Corvettes were going. Thirty forty. Well, not top of the line ones. They're like more like eighty, eighty thousand yeah. dollars if you got like the LS four, whatever. I don't even know Chevy's terminology. For LS eight. Them. LS eight's yeah. the highest done. There you go. It's the LS seven plus one. But now the mid engine, even starting, is I think what I saw was a hundred, hundred and twenty. Wow. I haven't looked at any of their price tags, and they got back to that Stingray style right. look. So they got the big flared front fenders. Right. You know, in the mid-80s, they just went... It was basically just a wedge shape. There was no kind of curve to it at all. It was just flat wing. They had the slight diamond thing. Yeah. Slight. But nobody really considers the 80s and 90s Corvettes as reasonable 
And really, there's nothing from the 90s that was... No, or they were underpowered as well, too. I mean, uh, that's one of the things you look at. uh, Some of the old cars they're running for moonshine, you're hitting maybe 120, 150 horsepower. Now you can get a... uh, Ford Focus? Yeah. With 150 horsepower? Right. Or a... Four-banger? Dodge Charger Hellcat with 900 horsepower. Yeah. If you like buying tires a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of car you get. I'm going to drag Frank into this a little bit. When Frank got his uh, Grand Cherokee. No, just regular Cherokee. Okay, regular Cherokee. He, you had the design with that. They had like the angry front end on them. Um, it was right after you got yours, I believe. They switched to the LED bar lights on the uh. top. And that was unique. Like, that vehicle, you could identify that driving down the road. But now, everyone's got it. Like, if you look at the new Chevy Equinox, it looks exactly the same. The Ford Explorer. Yeah, but the Chevy thing. Equinox also looks exactly the same as the Chevy Trailblazer. It looks exactly the same as the... GMC Envoy. Right. And it's unfortunate because the Jeep Cherokee and Grand Cherokees were standing out for those. Right. And the Renegades with their X tail lights, they were standing out. Right. But, I mean, I guess the Renegades still stand out a little bit, but they fall to pieces. Yeah. None of them are going to survive 20 years' time. No, and they're not even really Jeeps. This is one of the things we run into a lot today that. It's a Fiat. Right, it's a Fiat Panda. Yep. The same as, uh, you know, Chevy's line when they had the Chevy Geos. They were all just Suzuki's. Uh, um, the Geo Metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had a... car has a problem, you pull it over the side of the road, throw the keys in the woods and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> My dad had the, uh, oh, what were they, the tracker, the Geo tracker. You could fix those Geos with a roll of duct tape. It doesn't matter what went wrong. Exhaust (laughs) falls off, duct Duct tape. tape. Head gasket blows, duct tape. (laughs) They're really held together with uh, spit and willpower. The, uh, The Geo Metro, at its peak oil pressure, is 17 pounds PSI. You could literally just put a piece of gum over any kind of leak. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll hold just fine. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and through the years, cars then have uh, influenced popular culture. You have all the TV shows that really revolve around cars. uh, Dukes of Hazzard, Knight Rider, uh... Even things like Starsky and Hutch, they had their signature Grand Torino. Um, Miami Vice with the, uh, what was that, a, a Testarossa. Um, Magnum P.I. had a Ferrari California, the red one. I'm sure the they got their advertising dollars from it to, oh, to, yeah. to push the cars. Obviously. Yeah, so. But, uh. I contributed again. <laughs> Even things like eighteen, the you know, their GMC van. Uh, uh, it's pronounced pedophile van. 
No, those are <laughs> those are white and windowless. This was black with a red stripe. So it was a uh, camouflage Jam no, in the dark pedophile van. No, well, Jamaican, because <laughs> Jamaicans are black and have red stripe. Logger. I <laughs> <laughs> was one of the best on a uh, uh, Jamaican Airlines. One of the free drinks that you could get was a red stripe lager, just because it's made in Jamaica. But uh, uh, toys, Hot Wheels, uh, Matchbox. Matchbox. Even micro uh, machines, micro machines, yeah, transformers and go bots, uh, and this, of course, influence uh, the cartoons, um, pole position, uh, video games, uh, Ridge Racer, Ridge. Forza, Gran Turismo. We can talk yeah. games all day. Grand Theft Auto, Need, yeah, Grand Theft yeah, Auto, exactly. Need yeah. for Speed, everything in uh, you know what we think of a. Modern American life, even the the family road trip vacation, uh, when Route uh, sixty six was big through America, all these little you know motels and uh, kind of niche or quirky establishments, roadside attractions, popping up along the road, uh, all of this, they're really built. America to what it is. I had a friend who just did Route 66 this summer, I think from Chicago to California. Oh, nice. Yep. Well, I was... think there's a couple of hundred pictures on Facebook that he has of <laughs> all this stuff. Did he enjoy it? Yes. It was on his bucket list. I, I'm trying to remember what kind of car he said he wanted to do it, and he did it in almost the car he wanted that he rented for it. So That's cool. Yep. Because you see a lot of America taking that. I believe Route 66, you can, with just a short trip, you can see the Grand Canyon. Right. It dumps you right in downtown L.A. <clears throat> I don't know how much you'd want to be there, but... Well, you know, say what you will about California and everything else, but uh, you look at L.A.'s car, car culture. Like, that's where America's car culture is Oh, that's where you like, get... Um... Counts Customs. Uh, That's Vegas. Joanna Bitchin' Rides is in... San Diego? Something. Um, West, Coast West Coast Customs. But, uh, you know, all these shows... Hot all they Rod kind of, Magazine. Right. Um, you know, we start with people like George Barris in the 70s. Creating these uh, custom cars out of, you know, muscle cars and family cars. A lot of them for television and the movies. George Barris designed the Batmobile. Um, and a lot of these guys grew out of, you know, his kind of culture. Like Chip Foos, uh, uh, Danny Coker from uh, Counting Cars. Uh Dave Kendig from Bitchin' Rides. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys look at him for inspiration. And today are, you know, new millionaires. They're they're really uh, pushing the limits now of what car design is. They keep the classic cars on the road. Right. And that's important. Like, the history of, especially when you're dealing with L.A., and you do the old movies that take place in 
the 50s and the 60s, you need those cars, and you have these mechanics out there that find the skeletons in a scrapyard and build them, or create the kits that you can build these old cars out of modern four bangers. A movie like a, what is it, Corvette Summer, starring Mark Hamill, driving this custom Corvette, had a like a louvered hood on it, um, real flashy, uh, metallic orange paint job. <laughs> but yeah, classic seventies movie. Hmm. Again, featuring cars. You can go down the list. I mean, the I guess the two most relevant for us would be the 1984 DeLorean DMC-24. <laughs> yes. Uh, add the flux capacitor. and uh, Mr. Bl- uh, Mr. Fusion. Right. And the uh, 1982... The 1982 Buick Hearse. Yeah. The Ecto-1. Yep. I did see a little bit of a preview for... The upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife featuring the Ecto-1. Is it the original Ecto-1? It is. And uh, I think some kids find it in a barn. I'm willing to bet that they're probably going to upgrade that vehicle at some point in the movie. I hope not. It will. The original one will be retired or and or destroyed. Well, I'm... Not to get off of the car subject, but I'm assuming the plot of that movie is this is Egon's family that they didn't know about because the, the kids find proton packs. And if you're saying they find yeah. the Ecto-1 in a barn, right? that's probably what it, it part of the plot is. Putting it together piece by piece. Yep. Now, Couldn't I... have done it while he was alive, Murray. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. They're, they've got to do something. Let's... Imagine for a minute what modern vehicle would be a uh, Ecto two in this. Oh, well, I guess what Ecto three. Okay, they had the know. they had the car that was Ecto one. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have a submersible? Getting into Maybe the animated if you're series in here. the cartoon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do not remember seeing I, that, but I think there are two more Ectos. I don't know. You could use a Dodge Magnum. Mm, it's not current anymore. They don't make them. I'm going to yeah. say it would probably be some sort of giant SUV at this point. Yeah, like a Ford Expedition. Yeah. Or a, a Yukon. Yeah, GMC Yukon. Depends on if they stick with the GM license. Yeah. Because the Buick was a GM. Escalade. Because, you know, Chevy owns... Wait, Buicks were... I think Chevy owns Buick now. GM is... General is GMC, Buick, Chevy, Cadillac... And it was Pontiac. Yeah. I don't know. For all we know, it could be a Jeep Grand Cherokee. That would be perfectly reasonable. And Jeeps are probably the most iconic U.S. SUV right now. Dodge Durango SRT. Till the... <laughs> till 2022 when Jeep no longer is made. Ugh. You heard about sad. that? You hear about that? Mm-mm. Yep, Jeeps are, the Jeep name is being retired and it's being replaced with uh, Fiat. Uh, the, some name, but they'll all be Fiats now. It'll be the Fiat Cherokee and the Fiat Renegade. 
you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Fix it again, Tony. Yeah. I, I want to say it's like Fiat Off-Road or Fiat X or something. But, yeah, they're, they're, they know. are He's, retiring the Jeep still have game. a lot of even uh, World War II veterans still alive that <clears throat> would swear by a Jeep. Well, you know, willies. The last World War II veteran for the United Kingdom died last week. Oh, so we might not have to worry about it in a couple of years. Right. And by ripping Jeep off all the dealerships and putting it as Fiat, that'll kill the last of them off. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that was, that's another vehicle. Not only, you start with the Willys, and, uh, you know, they use it as a vehicle during, I don't know, World War One. Mm-hmm. And into World War II, uh, it's, kind of, it's like a standard army vehicle. Yeah, because... Throughout Korea, Vietnam. Fun fact, do you know why the original willies was so popular for the u.s army because they could ship it in a crate a quarter of the size and it only took two hours to assemble a jeep nice yeah the original willies were all basically corrugated filled sheet metal so you could just break down the crate and put them together you just literally built around the chassis and motor and transmission were pre-mounted and -hmm. you just built the car up around those that's why there are so many variations of it. That would that'd probably be kind of fun. <clears throat> I'd enjoy doing that. Um, but uh, Popeye's little sidekick, little floating monkey thing, was named Jeep for the Jeep. What, if you don't know who Popeye is, he's the sailor man. Ate spinach. In a can. Yeah. Beat up Bluto all the time. Because his girl was always uh, stepping out on him. The last thing I'll contribute is, you know, the Jeep culture in America is probably the last strong car culture there really is. I mean, you have your outlying car clubs and stuff, Mm -hmm. and, like, you have, like, your Deep South Titans, which are your Nissan Titans. Um, You have... Like, your dad is in a car club for muscle cars, which right. for some reason accepts a 1973 Porsche 914 in it. Well, they actually accept any yeah. kind of vehicle. I mean, it's called Keystone Muscle Cars, but right, they don't actually stick to just muscle cars. But when you deal with Jeeps, people will get down into, if it's a CJ or an FJ... Mm-hmm. They will get into that maker's model types and the CJ and FJ is the frame that the vehicle is built on. and they... Right, it has wheelbase, different suspension. <clears throat> yeah, they will Whether tell you. it has a bed or a back seat. I know a guy right now who's in the process of making what they call a Grand Wrangler, which is a Jeep Wrangler body on a Grand Cherokee frame. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Jeep Cherokee frame has the stronger ladder frame, and the Wrangler is obviously the cooler car. Right. Because you can do the door removal and everything else. So, once that's done, they call it the Grand Wrangler. They also do a slight body extension to the back, kind of make it more of a Sierra-style bed. But. Yeah, and this doesn't even... We haven't really even talked about 
pickup trucks. I mean, the kind of culture around pickups. Yeah, and I've personally intentionally avoided anything international because yeah, we you you get into international stuff. I mean, it's a completely different perspective. I mean, you start getting into your ice burners and your German oh, sports your cars. German, yeah. Um, but that's something we'll have to visit in another episode when Frank needs an answer. I avoided that, too. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first car, Frank? Um, that I actually had, as bought as my own? Yeah. Nissan Sentra. What year? Would have been late 80s. Automatic or standard? I don't shift. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Peter? What was yours? Um, the first car that... I own you bought for yourself was a '97 Dodge Intrepid, and it failed to rear brake seizing, and I flipped it. Oh, that sounds fun. Going through an S turn a little bit faster than I should have. <laughs> Hard to believe. <laughs> Both actually uh, cooler cars than my first one. I had a '86 Renault Alliance. There's nothing wrong with a Renault, but it's another GM vehicle. Yeah. Well, the, there begins to be things wrong with Renaults when you drive from uh, Huntington to Bethlehem in about 45 minutes. And sticky thermostat, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Happens, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the radiator didn't so much break as it exploded. Yeah. <laughs> sounds right <laughs> ouch so what killed your Sentra just age because I'm assuming you probably took it to the dealership for um, all its work I traded it in for Durango you haven't owned that many cars have you because you have the Durango still don't you I've had three Durangos oh wow are you that hard on vehicles or no I just a sucker for them saying, hey, we got this one on the lot, and blah, 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 and we'll give you this for that. And it's like, okay. No, I traded and get a new one. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Had a red one, a green one, and the white one. You still have the white one, don't you? Yeah. Getting ready to get rid of it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've had... I've owned the Intrepid. I owned a 1998 Ford Ford. Taurus wagon that had the suicide seat in it (laughs) and I worked at big box retailer up in Connecticut when I owned this car so we installed a drop down TV and put a power inverter in it and on our lunch breaks we would go out to the car we removed the spare tire and lined it with water with a pool liner section turned it into a cooler and would fill it up with Mountain Dew and play Super Smash Brothers in the parking lot of the Walmart with the (laughs) TV hanging off the lift gate door. Nice. And then after that would have been my Mercury Sable with the dual overhead cam. Those weren't bad cars. They were fantastic. That was my favorite car I've ever owned. And then, I, I really liked when they reintroduced the Cougar. <clears throat> then, unfortunately, I owned a Pontiac Grand Am after that. Because the Mercury 
left us due to a cooling system issue. Nah. <laughs> like yours. <laughs> and then after the Grand Am was the Focus. Yeah, you didn't have, haven't gone through too many. Two of those cars were broken beyond repair. Nah. Well, Like when they flip over. Okay, one got flipped, one got crashed into a house. <laughs> <laughs> one was okay. a cooling system failure one was sold still running had all kinds of electrical things going on that I didn't feel like chasing anymore and then the focus I had the Renault that I blew up I bought a Mazda 626 um, blew it had up it. Uh, no the uh, the crankshaft broke and shoved the pistons through the head. That sounds like blowing up, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. Even I know that's not yeah. good. <laughs> it wasn't so much coolant related as complete yeah. engine failure. Yeah. Uh, I had a Subi turbo wagon. That would have been fun. It was too. Uh, I was going to school in Edinburgh when I had uh, Scotland. Yeah. Yes, Scotland. No, uh, PA. Ah. Uh, just just south of Erie. And uh, Edinburgh happened to be at the exact distance away from Lake Erie that lake effect snow would start falling. You wouldn't get so much lake effect snow in Erie as you did in Edinburgh. So there were times I was taking that four-wheel drive Subi turbo wagon down roads that only the post office had been down. <laughs> <laughs> At full speed. Yeah, because the cold air is really good for a turbo. Yeah. Very good. Well, that and, you know, it's it's a wagon, so it's heavier. It's four-wheel drive, so it's got all kinds of traction. It was a fun car. The only thing that ever went wrong with it is the water pump went out. And I sold it when I moved to Texas and had a Mazda MX-3, the little hatchback. The Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, its transmission went out. Like the Ford Fiesta. Like, yeah. <laughs> As Mazdas are apt to do. My brother had a, a Mazda um, Millennia, the big one. Yeah. His transmission went out, too. But uh, after that, I had a... What year was that? A 98 Chevy Malibu. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That car was awful. I replaced the alternator on it five times. But the last time I was changing the alternator, I could change the alternator on that car in under 15 minutes. You've had a lot more cars than I have. After the Malibu, I got the Nitro. Cool. I've had it ever since. That's a 08. <clears throat> bought it in December of 07. So, I have a question. I'm going to start with Frank on this one. Because he'll have to think about it. I don't know. I didn't see it. What is your dream car? Like, what car have you... Have you ever looked at a car and say, I really want that? No. I I never thought of cars in that way. Hmm. 
I'll take an Eagle Transport from Space 1999 if you got one handy, but... <laughs> hey, it's a vehicle. That's right, yeah. About yeah. an Eagle Talon. Hey, you could do a lot to those things. They were the yeah. American rice burner. Yeah. Well, they were Mitsubishi <laughs> Eclipses, but they came all-wheel drive standard. What's your uh, car? Your uh, Javelin? Oh, you know, I do like those. Uh, I kind of like... The uh, 70 Javelin, Mark Donahue edition. So you got 70 AMXs and Javelins were the only ones that came with the hood scoops, Ram Air. No, it just made it a, you know, a little badass looking. But I do like the Javelin because it's got the bigger back seat. The AMX doesn't have back seats. If money was no object and I had to choose it and we're sticking with strictly with American vehicles... Oh, well, yeah. The 2006 to 2008 GT40. Not the original one. Well, those don't are get, just GTs. Don't get me wrong. I love the the original ones. Mm-hmm. The, the, no cars in the world would be where they're at right now if it wasn't for that vehicle. Simple and plain. Um, but the ones that they redid in the early, the mid-2000s, they just... They were the prime line between like a hyper, like a sports car, a supercar, mm-hmm. and like it just art. Like you could look at them, you could see what they were. They were very unique. My um, favorite part about them was their growl. Yeah, the just the the exhaust note on that car <clears throat> is distinct. Uh, when I lived in Texas, uh, two. Well, one exit down. It was like two straights down, but one exit down. There was a guy that kept three of them in a, a storage unit. And every once in a while, I'd see him pulling them out or, or taking one for a drive. And it just, the sound of it was just amazing. But I guess that's it. So, <laughs> hey, as Lulling always. the conversation. Yeah. Uh, join us on Discord. Link is in the description below, as well as whatever other tangents I decide to spout off about. Last week's episode had a pretty unique one. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> read the description. <clears throat> yeah, read the damn descriptions. Trust me, you won't regret it. Uh, Frank? Oh, yeah. Um, well, as this week was kind of Corey's week, I'm sure next week is going to be Peter's week because we're going to be talking about Nintendo. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Peter's week. Yeah, we switched those around because <laughs> yeah. I need more research time for the next week, which will probably be Comics Part 2. Corey? I probably will talk about Spider-Man more. That would but be yeah, fun, because uh, you rarely talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> hardly ever. Hardly ever. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Find us under Theseus Media. Uh, all kinds of fun articles, links. Hey, uh, check us out there. Uh, we're looking for guests for uh, Theseus Media's other podcast, Turns. So we need guests for season two. If you want to talk to us or have us make fun of you, or um, well, if you if you want to know what it kind of is like, this podcast was like that because yeah. Corey did a bit on you know his bit on cars here, and that's kind of what turns is where you take a turn and talk about something you love, 
or in this case, something you're very geeky into. Yeah. You know, there was a guy actually got arrested in, um, I think Orlando it was, for loving cars Hmm. in the tailpipe. It's so nice we end on a note like this, isn't it, folks? (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Don't burn yourself on a tailpipe. Yeah. Let the engine cool first.